Can we make sense of our fears or lack thereof? Kim does not like being scared at all. We've got an expert to talk about it, Lila Levy, who's a clinical associate with Clinic Psychology Manitoba here in Winnipeg. Thanks for coming in so early on a Monday, Lila. Thank you so much for having me. I love being here. Okay, so uh, Kim does not like to be scared whatsoever. Right. I kind of go halfway. Yeah. I'll do the rides. I'll do the, uh, you know, the parasailing. I swam with sharks once. But when it comes to the bungee jumping, skydiving kind of thing, I'm not into it. And yet I have friends that are. And I get called all kinds of names for it, too. Right. So what is it about fear? Yeah, it's kind of a curious situation why we like it in the first place, why some of us like it so much more than others. Uh, You kind of hit the nail on the head. So you've got about a third of the population. There's some mixed research on this, but a third of the population that really avoids it at all costs. You've got, that's right. I'm Um, not alone. And you're not alone. Absolutely, you're not alone. Um, You know, the other third absolutely seek it out, you know, are hungry for it. Huge payoff. And we can kind of talk about why that might be. Yeah. Uh, And then also a third of us just really uh, like to dabble in it, kind of what you're talking about. So, you know, various experiences um, kind of within the phenomenon. So these extreme fear seekers, thrill seekers, what is it about that? Okay, so when we talk about being afraid in this context, you know, feeling fear like this, what you're really igniting is this fight or flight response within you. So this, you know, we're biologically wired, of course, to um, kind of react in certain ways when we feel like we're in immediate danger, right? So kind of that old example we always give is, you know, you meet the saber-toothed tiger out in the wilderness in a time when um, the world was, you know, rather a more, you know, dangerous place. We need to, you know, flee as quickly as we can, or we need to kind of fight off the predator or whatever else is coming at us. So, you know, when we ignite this, but in a fun way, um, you know, when we, as you pointed out, you have a rush of hormones like um, adrenaline and dopamine. um, You know, we have, you know, our bodies are ignited in particular ways, but we ultimately have to feel like we are safe, right? This ultimate knowledge that, hey, you know what, I get the startle response, right? So when we kind of talk about some of the physical responses and anybody who's been scared before in that way kind of knows what I'm talking about, you know, your heart beats in your chest, your breathing, you know, increases. (sighs) Oh yeah, you can, I mean, even when we watch other people, for example, when you're in a horror movie and you watch somebody's startle response, that ignites our fear response, which is kind of interesting. So it's kind of an intricate process, but we need to have that ultimate awareness that, hey, you know what? We boom, here we startle, we scream in the haunted house. But at the same time, your brain can process very quickly. You know what? Actually, I'm safe. So I'm good. And so you'll get the scream, the startle, but then you'll get the giggle. Right. Okay, and, But let's get back to the wildlife thing that mm-hmm. you that you had brought up. And that goes back a long, long time. Of course. With us. Yeah. Uh, there was one time and I think I was telling Kim this. Uh, I was on a golf course. It was out in the, you know, an hour out of town. So we're in the forest here. There's a bear, a large black bear. Right. Just kind of sitting in a sand trap right next to the green. Oh, wow. And everybody was hiding in the clubhouse where I was kind (laughs) of standing out there going, hey, bear, come on. We got a line up here. Let's get going. I was not scared of the bear whatsoever. Okay. I was a good distance away. from. I'm going to say 100 yards from the bear. Uh, knowing full well that at any point this bear could probably get up and, you know, beat me in a race towards the door. Sure. Why would I do that? 
Well, okay, there could be a couple of reasons. I mean, maybe ultimately you didn't feel like you were in danger. So but could, I did. I knew that it was yeah? a bear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? If you were one of, you know, if if you're somebody who enjoys kind of that response within yourself, um, and you know, there's some actually some really interesting research uh, out of Vanderbilt University. A researcher by the name of David Zald um, talks about some people get more of. So as I was talking about in the brain, we have certain hormones that are released during fight or flight, and one of you know one of them is adrenaline. So you know kind of, you know, hypes you up so you can um, be in an alerted state so you can kind of, again, flee or fight. But the other is dopamine, and that's our feel-good hormone. And so that's released during a fear response, during and after, actually. And um, Zald's research shows us that some brains get more of this dopamine kind of kick. And so you're more attracted to and will push the limits uh, of some of these sort of, you know, self-scare situations. So you might, even though you say you kind of dabble in it, I would say you're probably somebody who, you know, is on that side of kind of having a very positive response to the fear. I can tell you that as that was going on, that whole bear thing, I didn't want it to end. Interesting. I did not yeah. want that moment to end. As I was standing there watching the bear and all the guys are yelling at me, get in here, get in here. Right. No, man, I mean, it's it's a... It's a hundred yards away. What's he going to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the other pieces that we really enjoy about these situations. I mean, if you think about how we become scared, we tend to do it. And even in your example, you even though maybe some people are kind of hiding out in the background, at the same time, you're doing it in a communal situation. Or, you know, think about going to a horror movie or, um, you know, haunted house, theme yeah, parks, yeah. roller coasters. We do it in groups. So we like this communal experience. We're social, emotional beings. So, you know, we like to do this stuff together and it really ties us together. And we also know that when we experience intense emotion together um, versus a neutral kind of situation, we, you know, we really sort of bond to people around us. Now, what is it about the people like Kim? Have they already got enough dopamine going in their system that they don't really care to well, add anymore? Well, so Kim, you mentioned something interesting in your earlier segment about sort of having a very negative experience. So some of us, you know, you know, may not have as much dopamine, right? So the, the payoff might be a bit different. And yet we still kind of have the startle response and we just may just not like that physical reaction. But you also talked about having sort of a negative, um, you know, experience in childhood, you know, roller coaster, haunted mm-hmm. house. And we actually talk about, uh, or we talk to parents about, you know, when we, especially this time of year, when the spookier side of things is more readily available, you know, be careful with, you know, and make sure you're making choices that are age appropriate for your kids. Because those experiences that we have in childhood, um, we, we, can imprint to those, meaning that they're very meaningful to us and they can really color, you know, our experiences and and get in the way. And so Jerry was telling me, like, there's a fine line, because you saw this. What's the line, Jerry? There's a fine line between scaring a kid and scarring a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, how, well, how far well can we said. Go? Uh, well, not too far, right? So again, you know, a child can't discern if the ghost or goblin that's jumping out is real, right? So because that's the key with all of this. We Even need if to you know tell them this safe. is only a man in a mask, sweetheart, yeah, don't worry about it. Because when you feel that terror, and again, when you're really young and you can't tell the difference, you know, it really affects how you might feel later on about things. You know, we carry those memories. They're you know, very powerful. And we can get into a lot of, 
you know, anxieties and specific phobias, right? So even though fear is designed to keep us safe, sometimes it can run amok and we can, you know, it can get into our way in terms of, you know, we might start avoiding particular things or if you even think of, you know, a fear of flying or something like that, even though, you know, logically you might know, hey, that's a very safe way to travel, but at the same time, you know, you might be deathly afraid of it. So What about slaying the dragon, Lila? Like, I mean, I was I was goaded as a kid, you know, chilling right. thrillers on and all my friends are going, come on, you big scary, right? And I'm, no, no. And then years later, I, I learned how to appreciate the scary side of things. Yeah, well, and then the other thing too is that a lot of people, like, to your point, really feel the sense of accomplishment. So you watch that horror movie, you know, you make it through. And so, you know, you end up having this... Like, you know, yeah, sense of accomplishment. Like, hey, man, I did that. And so, what's the next thing I can do? Yeah. Come on, Kim. Yeah, so it can, Come be, on. it can be a real ego boost for sure. Lila, so, thank you for coming in this morning and taking the time to speak with thanks us. Thanks so much for having me. Lila Levy, clinical associate with Clinic Psychology Manitoba. We got to have you on again. Would be happy to do it. Thanks so much.